Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Understand your audience's problems and what they value. And the only way to do this is to talk to them constantly. If you're going to serve this audience, you have to respect them enough to actually ask them what their problems are and what they value. You cannot assume this based on anecdote, based on your own personal experience, based on what you've historically thought about as a school. You have to respect them enough to talk to them. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school, and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, where we're going to be talking about the three steps you can take to better serve your audience. So in the days and weeks after the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, one of the things that we were hearing a lot about was the idea of service. We united as a nation to give thanks for her life of service. And it got me thinking, and I've kept thinking about this topic, this idea of service and the fact that it connects through to a lot of what we do as schools. We're serving our pupils, serving our communities serving our parents, our potential parents, our alumni, our staff, our whole school community. Now, as a result of those reflections, a couple of these podcast episodes kind of emerged from from that period of time. One of them was last week's episode, where I was reflecting on the connection between service and leadership, and how you can embed a sense of service into your leadership style. And in this week's episode, I want to tackle something slightly more challenging, I'll be completely honest. And that is the idea of how you can build the concept of service into your marketing and admissions results. And I'm going to be talking today about three steps that you can take. And you have to take all three steps to build up an approach, a kind of an ethos, if you like, to your marketing and admissions work, which enables you to truly serve your audience 
and simultaneously deliver the objectives that you have within your marketing and admissions teams. I just want to pause for a moment to say thank you to you. The Independent School podcast has now passed its second birthday, published more than 100 episodes and has had over 6,000 listens. As the founder and host of this podcast, I've been really humbled by the number of people who have told me that it's really helped them. From school heads who've rushed up to me at conferences and told me how it's been a real guide for them through tricky times through to experienced directors of development who have said it reassures them that they're on the right track. So thank you for listening and for all your kind comments along the way. If this podcast is helping you, then I invite you to join the 300 people who have asked to get my weekly emails. That way you'll hear about each episode as it's published, as well as the special offers that I only tell people about when they're on my mailing list. So to get my weekly emails, you can go to www.consultjuliet.com .co.uk slash sign up. So I feel compelled at the beginning here to give two warnings, as it were, little health warnings with this this episode. And that connects to the fact that I did feel, I felt this this episode was actually slightly harder for me to, to create for these two reasons. The first is steps one and two that I'm going to share with you on their own will sound very mercurial. (laughs) They will certainly be on their own unbefitting of any connection to our late queen and her life of service. It is only when you add step three into the mix that we are able to truly serve. So the first health warning is please don't stop listening at step one or step two and think she's being entirely disrespectful to our late queen. You have to listen through and understand how the third step ensures this is true, genuine service. The second health warning is I'm going to be using sales terms quite a lot in this episode. Now, I don't normally do this because normally I translate for people, for schools, the ideas within um, business, the business world, including sales, into a language that works for them. But this time around, I'm actually going to intentionally include some of those original sales terms, because I want you to be able to go off and do some research and do some thinking around this area yourself. And I feel uncomfortable talking about sales terminology in the same breath as talking about the life of service, which which Queen Elizabeth um, kind of dedicated to the nation. So I wanted to say right up front, I'm hugely respectful of the life of service that our late Queen dedicated to the nation. And, and I am actually trying to serve you as my audience by using some of this sales terminology to inform you and educate you. I do not ever advocate pushy sales techniques. And it's fascinating that I feel compelled to give you that caveat, that warning at the beginning of this episode. But I really do feel it's necessary. OK, let's jump in. Step number one. Step number one to ensuring that you are serving your audience is you have to understand your audience's problems and the things that they value that you can deliver for them. Now, in this context, the word audience means potential parents. Okay, so these are potential parents who will be sending their children to your school. We also mean a wider audience of all parents. They may not have the means, the capacity to send their children to your school, but we're going to include them in this concept of serving your audience. Your audience in this concept is all parents who could be facing challenges and problems where they're they're thinking about the education for their children. So this first step, you have to understand your audience's problems and what they value. And the only way to do this is to talk to them 
constantly. If you're going to serve this audience, you have to respect them enough to actually ask them what their problems are and what they value. You cannot assume this based on anecdote, based on your own personal experience, based on what you've historically thought about as a school. You have to respect them enough to talk to them, ask them, and not just once, but continuously. It's this idea of kind of market research, informal, continuous market research that you're undertaking. And the first type of questions you need to ask them are to understand what the problems are that they face and those problems in particular that you might be able to solve for them. Now, this is a classic marketing technique and the marketing world, this is called identifying their pain points. You're identifying your audience's pain points in order that you can solve those pain points for them. So for example, the problems or pain points that your audience might feel if you're thinking about marketing admissions for for a school might be my child doesn't get the attention they need at their state school to really fulfill their potential. It might be me and my partner, we work really long hours, so we can't take our children to lots of after school activities and we worry that they're missing out because of that. It might be me and my partner, we work away from home a lot. So sometimes we need that flexi boarding option to ensure that they are really safe and enjoying their childhood. Whatever those problems or pain points are, you need to understand them and they will evolve and change over time. And they will be slightly different within your core audience of the potential parents that you're used to talking to. And that wider audience that I'm encouraging you to think about serving, those parents who maybe are not able to afford your independent education offering, but for whom you can be a transformational guide as they educate their children. That's the first thing. What pain points do they do they do they feel? The second thing you need to understand in your audience is what do they value? Now, you need to ask them about what it is that they value so that you can explore with them or other school how you can add value to their to the, your parents experience or your pupils experience without adding cost Now, this is a classic what's called value based selling. It's the idea that you don't want to focus on price, but you do want to focus on value. And so the the kind of the golden nugget that you're looking for is you're talking to people is if I understand what my potential parents value, how can I offer them a bit more of that without actually increasing our costs as a school? And this is also really interesting because the research into affluent buying patterns shows us that affluent buyers don't focus on price, but they do very much care about value. And that's what you see in the wider affluent market. So, so for example, um, luxury cars, for example, or brands that are selling at a kind of a luxury level of the market. They don't often offer discount codes because people are really focusing on price but they do talk about upgrades, free upgrades, because people in that that sector, the affluent buyers, they do care about getting value for money. So I want to give a couple of examples to make this really obvious what I mean for schools in particular. So it might be that as you talk to parents and understand that your audience's needs, understand what they value, one way that you could increase that value to parents without adding to the cost would be to change the communications patterns and methods that you use with parents. 
to making changes to the way that you email, kind of the cadence, the, the frequency of emailing that's going out to parents during the week, employing online portals, apps, etc., etc., to make things easier for parents. What is it that you can change to make it easier for parents to keep up with that whole logistical admin piece of parenting? And as a parent, I know that is a significant amount of time that can go into that piece of of their day-to-day activity. Anything you can do to streamline that for them, make it easier for them, is going to add value to them and potentially not necessarily cost you any more or at least not a lot more than you're already spending. Another example might be that you realise that the way that you're offering parents now the kind of online opportunities to attend parents' evenings, that kind of pattern that we saw evolve during COVID and and a lot of schools are now offering hybrid offerings. So you can do an in-person parents' evening or an online parents' evening. Combined with some of the technology-enabled reporting systems that a lot of schools are now experimenting with to give feedback to parents on progress during the term rather than just at set intervals and reports during the, the academic year, what that's doing is allowing you to increase the value of what you offer to parents because they know how their child is progressing. They need it to be convenient. They need it to be timely. So they want that information, but they want it to be as easy as possible for them to engage with teachers and to understand how their children are are progressing through the year but by offering that flexibility of online by increasing the technology that you're using you're not necessarily increasing your cost base you know this might be very minimal additional cost but you're massively increasing the value of what parents receive from you as a school so you're always focusing on value rather than on price So that's step number one. You've got to understand that audience's problems and what they value. Now, that's classic marketing. This is not about serving at the moment, or at least not obviously. This is just classic marketing technique. Step number two, build trust with your audience by giving value before you expect them to make any form of payment to you. So this is about how can you start to solve your audience's problems before they pay you anything? This is an approach that is used a lot within the business world, which enables you to build the trust of potential customers so that you can help them. They trust that you can help them before they have to actually make a financial investment in you. It means that they're more likely to make that purchasing decision to make a financial investment in you, to choose your school. And it's a big financial investment when you're thinking about school choice for independent schools. If you can build that trust by giving them value before they pay anything, that really increases the chance that they're going to choose you as a school. Now, in the sales kind of terminology, this is known as value added selling, or sometimes it's called value selling. It's a bit confusing. Actually, if you Google it, you'll get all sorts of different definitions, but it's normally value added selling or value selling. And in the school sector, what this often translates to is a very similar Um, outlook to what's often called authority marketing or thought leadership marketing. So the value that you can offer to potential parents is often around advice, um, a viewpoint, a a, a kind of a, a way of informing and educating parents who might be quite uncertain about the next step in their children's education. And it could be due to education or well-being or online safety or any of those areas. I'm actually going to put a link to a really useful LinkedIn guide about thought leadership marketing in particular, which might give you a bit more structure as you're thinking about this. 
let me give you some examples which are really central to an independent school marketing and admissions um, approach which, which kind of explain what I mean by this so this might involve creating content about educational topics or well-being topics that parents and or their children really need help on now that content might be in the form of downloadable guides or blogs or podcasts whatever it is you think your your audience likes to consume in terms of that type of content but focusing in absolutely on the areas where your school has a deep expertise so that what the content you're putting out there is really meaningful to people it's also content that solves the problems that your audience faces so that it can add value to that audience so basically it's an opportunity to showcase what you as a school are really expert in some people call this your zone of genius which i love so stick in your zone of genius as a school where are you able to demonstrate a deep expertise in a way that you can generate content that guides parents and children who are well outside your current school community through providing this content for them. It might not just be content that's that's what's called evergreen content, so that's content that will not date, that can be out there, that can be useful for people kind of forever. It might also be things like webinars or live opportunities for people to hear about, I don't know, online safety or building resilience in children or how parents can support their children through stressful exam periods all these things that are kind of really top of mind in terms of a parent's problems that they're trying to solve their pain points their worries their concerns about their children the key here is that it has to be open content that's available to anyone this is not about content that you're creating just for your current parents it needs to have an open access kind of system to it. So it'll be open on your website or open um, signups for webinars and so on. Because this is about enabling people in your prospective parent community, so the people that you're, you're hoping might send their children to your school, to gain value from you before they're making a payment. So before they're actually becoming parents at your school. So step two is very classically still about selling. Let's be honest, it's about thought leadership marketing about value add selling it's very much still focusing on how can you create a pipeline of people who will select your school that's why we need step number three step number three is how we we translate this into true serving our audience okay so the essential step number three is that you need to build systems that allow you to help more people for free this is the shift to a really a serving ethos it's a mindset shift which needs to occur both within marketing and admissions teams and within the senior leadership team and governors who are going to resource those teams and it's about shifting your emphasis from okay we're putting out content that allows us to place ourselves in the market as a thought leader on certain areas of educational expertise we're providing webinars that are open to non-parents to people to kind of taste get a taster for what it would be like if if their child could attend your school taking it one step further and you're creating systems to allow you to do this at scale for free so it's about finding creative ways to take all of that content and deliver it in a way that allows you to do it more seamlessly so there's less staff time involved 
to update it and create it more frequently so there's a kind of a flow of information that's going out there rather than a one-off activity it's about creating systems that allow you to promote it much more widely which probably would look like social media um, promotion in, in the in the easy example but it would also potentially mean working with partners so that you can access more of your audience and by this definition our audience is all parents or potentially more specific than that all parents who are feeling the same pain points as our core audience who are potentially also have the resource to become parents at our school and the key here is again stick to that zone of genius don't get distracted don't try and become you know the one central place for all parenting advice you you not have the capacity to do that instead identify where you can really add value because you have that depth of expertise on solving particular educational challenges and really focus on that zone of genius so hopefully that hasn't put you off i don't normally talk about sales in such an obvious way but what i'm doing here is i'm building on the classic marketing approach of understanding your audience's problems and what they value in step one the value selling approach in step two of enabling your marketing and admissions team to give value to potential buyers before they actually make an investment with you and then building that in step three to enable you to scale what you're offering so that there's free valuable resource that's going out to all parents and i think in a way the reason this comes to mind for me as i was reflecting on this life of service that Queen Elizabeth dedicated to the nation, reflecting on how can we as busy professionals within schools take that idea of serving the audience in this case or serving more widely and build it into what we're doing so that we're still, we are making a return on our investment, we are still serving our sales and marketing goals or our marketing and admissions goals in, in, the, in the language of schools but how do we then leverage that to actually help many many more people and potentially thousands more people than those who are normally our core marketing and admissions audience i'm really interested to hear your feedback on this this is a topic that i think has great potential but i'd love to hear what your thoughts are especially if you're working on any of these areas or thinking about working on these areas if you want some help developing these ideas for how this makes sense for you then absolutely reach out to me as always So that's it for this week. I look forward to talking to you again next time. Bye-bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes, or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.